So the reading is from Acts 2, um, verses 1 to 22, which is 1093 on the Church Bible. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to, which, to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. Thanks very much for reading. Is this on? Yeah, it is. Um, as we come to look at that, let me uh, lead us in a prayer, and we can all join in uh, with the amen uh, at the end. Um, uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you very much for this weekend. All sorts of fun things going on. Thank you that we've been able to uh, think back on uh, the life of our Queen over the past 70 years and some of the things she said. We thank you for her. And thank you that as we gather on this Sunday, we can think about our King, the Lord Jesus, not just his life, but his life, death, and resurrection, and his words to us as well. Please, as we listen to them, would you help them to go deep in us so that you would change us so we'll love him and trust him and grow more like him. We ask it in his name. 
Amen. I mean, well, it's uh, great to see you this morning, especially if you're visiting with us uh, as well. Maybe you're here on holiday or here for the first time. It's good, to, it's good to have you joining with us. As we begin to look at the Bible this morning, I thought, because it's an all-age service, we can have a bit of fun, we would start with a quiz. So welcome to the big Pentecost, what does this mean quiz? The rules are pretty simple. Uh, you're going to be shown a series of unusual sights uh, modeled uh, ably by my assistant Scott in just a moment. And the question we've all got to be asking is, what does this mean? What's the question we're asking? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I know it's early, but come on, come on, let's, let's try with a smile and try a bit louder. What's the question we're asking? What does this mean? Brilliant. Now, it's been a bit of a royal weekend, so I thought I'd split you into two teams. We'll have Team Windsor over here, and we'll have Team Stewart over here for the now defunct line of Scottish kings, but who knows? Maybe this morning there'll be a revival of their fortunes. So that's, that's what we're going to do. So here's, here's the first question. We're going to start with Team Windsor. Over, and let, let me just explain. So if you see somebody with a bucket and spades, and you ask the question, what does this mean? It's probably they're going to build a sandcastle. You get the idea of it. It's not a very hard quiz, but it's good fun. So what's the question we're asking? What does this mean? Here's the first one. Team Windsor. What does it mean? He's going to, is that the answer? He's going to school. Well done, Team Windsor. Now I've got to pad things out just for a little bit because Scott's got to change and get ready for number two. And I've got to remind myself what it is as well. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, Team Stewart, what's the question? Is, is that the one, Scott? Is that? Oh, it is, it is, it is. What does this mean? Yeah, yeah, what is it? He's proposing. Is that the answer? He's asking someone to marry him. Now, that, that is the time for Louise to stand up and say, he's already married, but we're just pretending that's it. Point each. It's pretty easy. I think I can foresee a draw. Now, Team Windsor, back to you. Number three. What does, oh, he, what's the question? What does this mean? You're getting into it now, aren't you? You can't stop yourselves. That's right. He's going on holiday. Either that or he just likes to queue in an airport for several hours. One of those two things. Well done. Got that one right. Team Stewart. Team Stewart. No. Oh, he's so fast. He's so fast. What's the question? That's it. Here we go. What's this one? That's it. He's baking or he's cooking. What's the answer? He's going to cook something. That's right. Where are we are? That's four. I think we've got one more each. Team Windsor. And, oh. You don't need to take any clothes off, Scott. It's just put extra things on. 
Division two. What was the question? That's it. What does this mean? He's a bit of a sure. No, no, is that? What's the answer? He's, yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. He's going to play football. And one more for Team Stewart. You've done ever so well. Ooh, let's just give him a moment. Team Stewart. Oh. What's the question? What does this mean? That's right. Let's see. Let's see the answer. He's celebrating the Jubilee. Well done, Scott. Round of applause for Scott. And one, well done, all of you. So that's a draw. So uh, a joining of the crowns. That's what, that's what we want. Uh, a good union jack there. Now, that's very interesting, isn't it? That question, what does this mean? Well done for all the answers. Because that is exactly the question the people in our Bible reading this morning, if you've got a Bible still open, you can see the people in our Bible reading were asking in Jerusalem. All sorts of funny things were, were happening. Do you remember, we've been going through Acts, the kind of things that had happened. The Lord Jesus, he has come and he's died to save people. He's risen. He's risen from the dead and he has gone back up into heaven. But before he went, he told his friends that he would send a gift, the Holy Spirit. And at Pentecost, he did just that. It must have been an amazing thing to happen. We read about it. Jody read it for us uh, there in the Bible. The apostles... And the other disciples, they were all gathered together. And suddenly, when the Holy Spirit came, there was a sound like the rushing of a violent wind. And then they saw what seemed to be little flames that came and landed on each of them. And if you know your Old Testament well, you might think that reminds me of something else. Because back when God rescued his people from Egypt, Moses brought them to a mountain. And there was kind of a violent wind up on top of the mountain as well. And there was what looked like fire. And Moses went up the mountain. And when he came back down, he had God's law. And the people felt kind of scared by it all. But this time, it's bigger and it's better. Because the Lord Jesus didn't just go up a mountain. He went up into heaven. And when he came back down, he didn't just have God's law on the outside. He sent the Spirit to be on the inside and the apostles, and the apostles and all the other disciples, they were filled up with a kind of new joyful power. And they started talking excitedly. It's like they couldn't stop themselves. And you see what they're talking about? If you've got a Bible there, it's there in verse 11. This is what people are saying. They're talking about the wonders of God. Ah, that sounds, and everyone was asking the question, what does this mean? And that's when Peter stood up and he raised his voice to explain to everyone. He said, they've not been drinking lots of wine. No, this is what God promised in the Old Testament through the prophet Joel. Remember, he said all sorts of things. Joel in the Old Testament said, look, the world is filled with 
It's filled with lots of bad things. And it's filled with lots of sad things as well. But God has promised a day when he will fix things completely. There'll be no longer any bad things, no longer any sad things. The world will just be filled with things that are good and things that are joyful. Problem for me, though, I do bad things. And I do things that make people sad as well. So what does that mean? Does that mean I will miss out on what God promises? Well, Joel said, it's what we deserve, but God has said no. He is going to do something amazingly kind so that, well, how does he put it? Again, it's in our Bible reading, verse 21. If you've got it there, right down uh, towards the end of uh, what Jody read for us, God's going to do something amazingly kind so that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God's going to do something amazing to turn it all around. And you see how Joel describes it, verse 19. He describes it as kind of wonders and signs. God is going to do some wonders and signs and all sorts of dramatic language about turning things around. And then you think, what are those wonders and signs? Well, it's there in our Bible reading. Verse 22. Here's what he says. It's on the screen as well. Look at it. Fellow Israelites, here's what Peter said. Listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles wonders and signs. Of course, the wonders and signs. It's Jesus. Do you remember all the wonders and signs about him? Angels announced his birth. There was a star above the place where he was born. He healed the sick. He fed the 5,000. He walked on water. All sorts of wonders and signs. He said he was going to die to save people and rise again, and then he died on the cross. The moment when he died, the sky went dark in the middle of the day, and then three days later, he rose again. Jesus is the amazing thing that God has done so that anyone who calls on him can be saved. They can get in on his promise of a fixed-up future. The only question is really, how are people going to find out about this? How are they going to find out about it? Um, Scott, I'm not quite sure what this means. <laughs> what you've? G- I, I thought I thought God would send like a big angel with a megaphone, a gold megaphone. That's how you think God's going to tell people this good news about Jesus? Yes, completely, I think. And this is what you think an angel looks like as well? A big angel. A big angel. Just turn around, shows you. Nice. (laughs) Nice. No expense spared for this angel. Scott, that's not how God said he was going to do it. Nice try. In a moment, we'll find out how God was going to make this good news get known to as many people as he could. So you pop off now. The musicians are going to come back up. 
and we are going to sing again. Now, a song that talks about shining from the inside out when you're filled up with good news. I think there's actions to this song, and I'm not very good at them. If anyone wants to help, come and help me. If not, it will be painful watching, but we'll do it, and we're going to sing joyfully. So let's keep the smiles, and let's enjoy singing this. If you want to join in with the actions at the front, come and help me. If not, join in where you are. Fantastic. Now, do sit down if you're not already. And let's just go back and think about this. So God's got good news. He wants everyone to find out about it. How is he going to do it? I don't know if you noticed some of the other weird things in the reading that we had uh, this morning about what Joel said would happen. Did you spot that? Just have a look at it. If you've got it there and you're reading along, verse... Verse 17, it says this. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they'll prophesy. All those things like, visions and dreams. If you've read some of the Old Testament stories, you'll know they were some of the ways God shared some of his plans with specific people at certain times. He he spoke to people in different ways. So so what does this mean? Now, don't get confused when you hear prophesy, that word prophesy. Don't think so much predicting the future. Think more like this. Think confidently sharing what God says he's done. That's what this means by prophesy here. The good news about Jesus, how's God planning to get it out there? Well, Joel said one day, God would give his Holy Spirit to all his people and they'll be able to speak about all the wonders of Jesus. Won't matter how old you are. Won't matter how young you are. Won't matter if you're the quietest kind of boy or the loudest kind of girl. Won't matter who you are. God will just give his spirit to anyone who trusts and knows Jesus so they can speak about them. And Peter's saying, that's what's happened here. God's given us his Holy Spirit so we'll be able to tell you about all the wonders he's done in Jesus. So, what does this mean? That's the question they were all asking. And Peter says, it means the last days have begun. We're getting closer to the time when God is going to fix everything. And if you want to be in on it, you're being invited. One of my friends, uh, last Saturday, not the Saturday just gone, but last Saturday we went down to London to have a look at them getting ready for all, all the celebrations that were coming, see the decorations being putting up. And she was walking along a street when suddenly a police car pulled up and some policemen got out and said, you need to stand there and not move. She was a bit frightened. 
I've been stopped by police three times, and I've been frightened every time as well. I hadn't done anything wrong. She didn't think she'd done anything wrong. She wondered what was going on, but the policeman said, you need to stand right there for the next few minutes. And what was happening was a car came past with Prince William in it, and the police were kind of clearing the way. And I thought, I said to her, wouldn't it have been something if Prince William had stopped? Because she said Prince William looked at her, smiled, and nodded. Wouldn't it have been good if he'd stopped and got out of the car and said, you seem quite nice. You seem like just the kind of person who might enjoy coming to the palace to meet my gran and celebrating, celebrating the jubilee with her. That would be something, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be a big invite for the, the queen's grandson inviting you to their house for the jubilee. That would seem like a big invite. But this invite that we've been reading about in the Bible this morning, it is, it is an even bigger invite than that because this is Jesus, God's Son, inviting you not just to visit, he's inviting you to be part of God's family forever. And if you say, well, I've done lots of things wrong, he says, I can forgive you for all those things as well. And more than that, I'll give you the promise that when my father fixes everything, you'll be included in it as well. You'll get to enjoy it. That's what this means. You're being invited. So I guess if there's one more question, it, it could be not so much this, what does this mean? If that's what it's mean, the, the next question would be, well, look, what should we do? And very briefly as we finish, here's two things to think about. The first one is, look, receive the invite. If you're not a Christian, if you're not somebody who knows Jesus yet, the invite's offered to you. Jesus, if you like, a bit like Prince William, he's driven past. And he stopped the car. And he smiled at you and nodded and said, do you want to come? He has invited you. And he's inviting you, saying you can be saved part of God's family. And you might be thinking, well, look, is he really inviting me? Well, it's here in the Bible. God says he sent his spirit so that his people would be excited enough to tell everyone around them. And here we are. That's where it started back in Jerusalem. Here we are in Cambridge, 3,000 miles away, 2,000 years later. And there's a church here who are saying to you, you're invited. Of course he wants you to come. Of course you're invited. Ask him, and he'll be yours. Receive the invite. And the second thing is, look, for those of us who are Christians already, look, keep sharing the invite. God's not sent a big angel with a golden megaphone. He sent the Holy Spirit to all of us. And that's part of our job as a church family together. You don't have to know much to start sharing the invite. You could be really little in school and somebody says to you, why do you go to church? All you have to say is, because Jesus loves me. You could say that. Or maybe you're older at school and college and somebody says, why are you a Christian? All you have to say is something like, well, it's because I'm convinced Jesus is who he says he is. And who knows? They might say, who does Jesus say he is? Or maybe you're chatting to an older neighbor and they say something like, you get a bit lonely when you get to my age. And you could just say something like, do you know what? One of the things I love about being a Christian 
is that God invites me into his family. Do you want to come along next Sunday and meet the family too? And when you do that, keep praying, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with me. Help me say something good about Jesus. Receive the invite. Share the invite. I'm going to stop there.